Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, White Sox fans, Brett Valentini here, hosting Southside Sox Podcast 87. It's a wake for a canceled season, and we do actually have a couple. If you're watching, a couple actually, I, I chose gray, just slightly muted. We do actually have a couple dressed in black uh, for the canceled season or canceled start of season. As you can see, that's all we're going to talk about here. This usually very detailed and, and highly orchestrated podcast is just going to be done we're going to just wing it see there's no notes here this time it just says podcast 87 i'm brett Valentini in slight morning uh because we have a number of different characters from the south side Sox universe with us today uh first thing i'm going to do is just go around to everybody and uh, get an immediate reaction of what has happened today just where your mindset's at we are going to start in half of the indianapolis field office in full morning is Crystal O'Keefe, and she's probably pissed. Crystal, what you got for me? Um, I just really hate the commissioner. He is going to get the most blame from me. I mean, the owners suck, and I'm all like, eat the rich. But man, Rob just boils my blood. Also, this is Black Flag, so they're just really cool. Fair, but it it also, you know, it it works for morning as well. Uh, (laughs) Good vibes, Jackie Crystal. Oh my, going to be a a tough night for Good Vibes. It's a tough night over here at the Good Vibes uh, household. Um, I think it's easy to uh, place blame on the commissioner, but, you know, he's just, he's there to represent the owners and um, definitely eat the rich. um, I'm in mourning right now, even though I'm not wearing black and I just, I'm in the anger stage of mourning right now, Um, you know, because 
we've all had a rough few years. I think that's fair to say. And um, I'm just very angry that these ghouls would take away a sliver of joy that, you know, something that brings us a little bit of happiness. No, they're going to crap all over that. <laughs> um, so I'm just, I'm angry right now. Uh, okay, he's preparing not maybe for Sox math this year, but Knights math. It is the other half of the Indianapolis field office, Super Joseph Reese's. Joe, where are you at right now? I am amazed by how similar the owner's behavior was this time around compared to when the 2020 season was up in the air. And that was very straightforward, and yet they made it very complicated, and they kind of tried to push forward these offers that were largely the same as previous offers they had put down. Um, for example, like they were comfortable with a certain amount of expenditures that year, and so they just kept making a very similar offer. Just you know, they wanted to offer like that amount of money just spread out across different amounts of games and tried to pass it off as like, oh, check out this amazing new offer that we've put forth. And I, we kind of saw that a lot recently with the competitive balance thresholds. Um, this uh, just in the past week or so here. And yeah, it, so I guess not a ton of disappointment, but, but just it, it's, strikes me as just very unusual how similarly that played out from this time and to to how the 2020 negotiations played out and uh, not a, not in a good way at all and uh, yeah, it just took way too long to make any kind of serious progress i mean just too many meetings early on in the offseason that lasted you know 15 20 minutes and then nothing happened and then they moved on so um yeah, not not a lot of good stuff to, and, and, to talk about. And let's not forget, Joe, uh, the owners did not want to start the 2021 season on time uh, either, uh, those uh, scoundrels. Okay, Joe, uh, definitely avoiding real emotion. We are going to get him to cry by the second half, however. <laughs> uh, back with us on the podcast. Yes, he comes out when it really, it really counts in times of mourning. It's Tyrone Palmer. Tyrone, uh, I've seen some, some social media thoughts. Uh, where are you at right now? I don't know. I just, I'm upset that like the owners just don't care about baseball, which just sucks. I think like from the time that they started the lockout until now, they haven't moved on any position like that really matters. And I don't think they really have any desire to do that. And I think they're, if you, I think they'd sign up for a 60 game season again. I feel like they are just going to, let the players wait it out until the players eventually just break and decide to, you know, just deal with a crappy agreement. But yeah, I think it just for almost all of the owners, it's just like a, they view it very much just like a, a stock that they own something to add to their portfolio that they can kind of just hold and try to make as much money. And that's, that's pretty much it. Well, Tyrone, if they were smart, they would have just invested in the stock market. It's, Apparently, does it's, way better than baseball. Uh, yep, you know, all of them are are poor, and they're none of them are making any money at all. And you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh boy. Uh, okay, Tommy Barbie, <laughs> Father Sox of us. Listen, we had some good times. It feels like six off seasons ago. 
but it was just this off season. Gosh, that was a long time ago. We could start counting ahead to, <laughs> we might have to start counting ahead to Saxivus, but right now, at least with uh, at least two series canceled, uh, where are you at? Well, I, I thought initially, you know, I, I've said it many a time. It felt a lot like 1994 to me going into all of this. And, you know, I just, I don't, I don't see it turning around unless the players fold, quite honestly, because the, the owners have made it very clear where they're standing on it and they have no interest to spend more than they have to. And it's really going to be up to the players. And I just, you know, I, I guess I would be angry, but I just, I saw it coming. Like it, there were so many signs leading up to now that the owners weren't going to budge. And it was just going to be a matter of whether or not the players, you know, blinked first and props to them for holding their own. Um, but I think it's going to be a really, really icky few months until something kind of comes to fruition because I think the one of the main differences I saw is that there is a lot more vitriol from the player side, um, especially on social media, than um, even like the last couple of seasons where the start of the season's been up in the air. It hasn't been this bad. Yeah, uh, aside from, I don't know, like a lost World Series, the good news, if it really does uh, reflect the early 90s there, Tommy, is that I think eventually the negotiating tactics were so bad, I want to say the Labor Relations Board did intervene. I think they were the ones who sort of stopped this. So, uh, you know, it's not like they're not doing it again. So fingers crossed me with <laughs> intervene quickly. All right, finally, completing the round robin, you know, he's sort of he tends to shade ownership. I, I want to know if today's maybe results uh, maybe changed his mind and he's, he's uh, decided to ditch the bourgeoisie and go to the proletariat, proletariat class. It's Zach Hayes. Zach, we've talked about this probably at length. It seems like every time we talk, we're talking about this. But uh, where are you at today? Yeah, you know, I actually got a call from uh, Jerry Reinsdorf this morning and he's putting me on his payroll. So uh, <laughs> I'm just going to zip up. I've got uh, no. Um, I'm glad Rob Manfred's. that's right i'm getting the michael conforto money so (laughs) um rob manfred's salary is 11 million dollars and he's getting paid whether there's games or not so uh for the millionaires versus billionaires argument i mean i I don't know what else you want but uh yeah to piggyback off of what you just said tommy this might i don't know how to put this there's a small part of me that in a way is almost a little bit relieved that uh the supposed that turned out to be fake near agreements actually were not so because the reports that were coming out which turned out to be entirely you know ownership leaks uh had a really really again yet another disadvantageous deal for the players that was really a pretty much a lateral move from the current cba so it was kind of like a okay great we're gonna get a season but we're gonna be in the same place for uh three or four years so you know i'm glad i'm very glad to see the players digging in and hopefully forcing the hand of an NLRB intervention or something like that, because the sad truth is as much as my, you know, revolutionary heart would love it. Like no one's coming to take, no one's coming to take the owner's money. They'll still, they'll hold out for years if they want to, because they're going to be billionaires either way, you know, they'll lose money on, on the gates. Sure. But, uh, you know, it's going to have to be the TV networks or the government or somebody stepping in to get this done. But I hope, I hope that can happen 
I hope there's enough of a possibility of that happening for the players to keep holding their ground because it's going to be pretty disappointing as much as I want baseball. If we went through, if it turns out that we go through all of the stress and all of this hand wringing and all of this distress, you know, if, if we're just going to have the same thing and be headed down the same route in three or four years. So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty bleak, but like Tommy said, it's pretty easy. It was pretty easy to anticipate too. Okay, I lied. Uh, we made room. Uh, she, we just, we just advanced her from the the kids table to the uh, the, the the big people table. Yes, we're here at the adults table. Delia Richie is going to also chime in. We're just going around Delia and talking about just the your immediate feeling with the news today, with the failure failure today to come to an agreement and cancellation of at least the first two series of the season. How are you feeling? Well, my initial reaction is like what the actual like what the hell like it's seriously disappointing and discouraging to see that it may just be on the owners I was just uh, perusing Instagram and Christy Hendricks Liam Hendricks wife her story popped up and she's like I've been silent on this and normally when you see that I have a cautious reaction because I'm like You've been selling on what, Christy? But Christy's a good person, so I don't have to worry about that. So she was like, my husband's been in since October 26th, pitching his heart out to prepare for the 2022 season. It's not the players aren't showing up. It's the ownership. It's ownership, and it's Manfred himself. Manfred purposely waited until December and didn't tell anyone going to do negotiations or even entertain anything. And so my... My loathing of commissioners dates back to Gary Bettman of the NHL. So I am admittedly steadfast in my uh, disdain for Rob Manfred because he may have had the praise of stopping the the lockout uh, way back when, but really it was Sonia Sotomayor, who who is now Supreme Court Justice, that signed and made sure that baseball was going to happen. So... Will this lead to a resurgence of the steroid era again if we end up losing baseball for a year? I hope not, but it's it's discouraging and it's also just uh, there's musings that like Jerry's involved, but he's discouraged at what Manfred's doing. But we don't know what's going on inside Jerry's brain. We only know what we're being told. So it's just it's a lot of mixed emotions, mixed reactions. But my my initial feelings are just. There's no pleasing <laughs> the ones that Yeah. There's no pleasing the ones that are like the billionaires. Yeah. Well, uh, Delia comes to the, 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 the adult SSS table and just spills a can of worms all over the middle of the table because there are a lot of issues there, including, oh, my God, they're not testing for PEDs any longer. Oh, okay, okay, quick before our break. Uh, this is open to anybody who wants to just spit it out. Okay, it's probably an easy answer because we're going to get into maybe a little more tricky issues in the second half. But uh, <laughs> there was some tweet going around uh, about, you know, I, I, I talked to somebody who talked to a lawyer, knows, a, knows an owner, and there's one guy who wants to break the union. And it's like, okay, I'm pretty sure we know who that is. But uh, seriously, as White Sox fans, it doesn't feel good to know that most likely the one guy who's the biggest hardliner, the guy who came away from the 1994-1995 debacle, angry, it didn't get uglier, and then pouted and signed Albert Bell just to show all those other guys. 
Uh, how does it feel knowing that our owner is, is really the guy who is far, 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 far right of all the other owners in this? And he would perhaps rather destroy baseball than to see the union get any sort of win. I mean, is anybody surprised by that? I, I'm not. I'm just picturing that um, that scene from The Last Dance where he just softly smiles. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. How does it feel? I mean, I don't know. I don't want to swear on this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, he just reminds me of Scrooge. So I had no surprise that it was not him. I just wish his heart would soften. That would be cool. Well, we're not cussing, at least. <laughs> I wish he would become the Bill Murray version in Scrooge, where he, like, is so cold, but he's haunted by the ghosts of White Sox past. Like, personally, I want Charles Comiskey himself to go, like, hey, buddy, I might be terrible, but you're so much worse. Yeah. And have him have, like, a change of heart if bobcat goldwaist comes in with a shotgun i mean what more could you ask for but it's just it's not surprising and i may be young and naive but it's not surprising at all he's always or we're gonna have a lockout so It's not surprising, but isn't it just as bad that one of the things that was brought up during the negotiations was the 2008 issue where you had the A's and the um, Pirates and the Marlins that don't ever spend any money and the Players Association called them out on it. And they're like, well, we don't like you outing the fact that we don't spend money, even though it's a given. Like as awful as Reinsdorf is, he does he does enough to make sure that he at least has an adequate product on the field. You've got owners that are literally just putting out four A players and one old guy, and just are like, "Yep, seventy win season, but I'm getting my media revenue. I don't care." And that to me is what's destroying the game more than Jerry Reinsdorf, you know, swimming in money and being happy that he has money and didn't have to pay anybody. Yeah, I think what's scary is that I don't even know if he is the far right owner anymore, I feel no. like. And, <laughs> but I will say, I, I remember like hoping and wishing that like, as he got older, maybe he'd have that like, I really want to win a World Series before I, you know, before I pass. And I was like, hope. And instead, it seems more like he's like, maybe I'll, I can break the players' union. I think that's what what he wants before he goes out. Which it's a you strange, know, it's unfortunate. It's a strange epitaph. It doesn't seem to be the sunny one you might want to have uh, carved into your headstone. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We're going to get back talking more about this stuff. Sorry, we got to. Uh, it is uh, podcast 87. It is awake. I'm sorry. Awake for at least six games. We got 156 game season at best. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. Stick with us. It's, it's, it, it can't get any more bleak. I don't think we'll be back. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, guess what? We're back. Uh, podcast number 87, uh, wake for the first week of the season. Hey, guess what? Those of you who are smart enough, clever enough, weird, whacked out enough, searching for bargains enough to have chosen uh, April 12th, I believe. April 12th is your first game of the season, a night game in mid-April. Well, that is the new White Sox home opener as of right now. We'll see how many more guy, uh, games slide off the schedule as the news has come today. No new CBA. Seems like the two sides are maybe a little bit further apart than we we're led to believe by the ownership shills maybe this time uh, on Monday night. And uh, at least two series gone. Uh, those games won't be paid, say the owners. That, that's going to fly. Uh, we have a lot of issues to discuss, but one thing I'm curious thrown out to the entire table, the entire large adult Southside Sox table here on our podcast. Have the players... Uh, have they weakened their stance? Players seem to be bargaining in good faith. They made a lot of concessions. Now, of course, those can all be peeled back. And I'm guessing about right now, they have been, a lot of those concessions have been peeled back. But the fact that they've made a move to the center and owners have just sort of said, whatever, let's talk about the size of bases rather than actually try to meet in the middle. Uh, is that in the long run going to hurt the players who do, to their credit here on March 1st, sound very fortified and willing to ride this out? I think the answer, the short answer is yes. I don't think that's necessarily a great way to think about it because it's like, oh my God, baseball players want to play baseball, you know, the horror, the horror. And it's a shame that they are going to, that that fact that they are baseball players, they're competitive people. They want to be on the field playing as pissed off as they are. The longer we go, that desire is probably only going to get greater. And it sucks that the, ownership class is going to ruthlessly exploit that. But uh, I think that that that's kind of a given that that's the direction it will naturally head once uh, the calendar's already flipped over to March. So it's kind of already beginning. I kind of take a different approach because, you know, what's different this time around compared to 94 or even some of the, the other years where it's been iffy there's lots of other options now like where we have you don't have people that are just dedicating their attention to major league baseball there's a lot of competition and i think that the longer this goes the more strain there will be on the ownership from in terms of media deals and i wouldn't be surprised if someone with a, a lot of money and an entrepreneurial spirit were to find a way to try to take some of those major league or major league wanting players and and do some sort of exhibition or something different with them whether that's a foreign league or that's here in america i wouldn't be shocked if that happens well we already talked about it on twitter i think Southside Sox is going to create our own league uh crystal is the dh i think keelan is the uh the sleepy pitching coach we'll get something going 
You are, ac- you are actually trying to blow one of my surprises for this month without oh, game. Sorry. But that's fine. I like the discussion. It will probably help me. I don't want to do all the work. But uh, yeah, well, we'll talk about that at the end, I suppose. But uh, yeah, we're going to have to come up with something besides just Charlotte Knight's recaps. Um, again, uh, is there a thought that uh, players come back to this uh, given... What's different about the climate now, and, and social media plays a role, uh, I think there is a lot more support. I mean, there's idiots everywhere. And apparently, <laughs> apparently, even the, e- either the Russians are still getting paid by their government, whose ruble now is like a tenth of a penny, uh, or MLB has just created their own um, factory of, of, of bot originators because we've seen an awful lot of very curious social media activity. But it's safe to say that the social media war, the war for the hearts of fans, is being won by players. And I know that can spoil because people get impatient and we just want to see games. And boy, they're giving you $575,000 a year. It's way more money than I'm making. Uh, but this is different than uh, 30 years ago. Uh, is there a chance the players are really going to stick this out. Um, you know, Zach has given some, some thoughts and indicate, yeah, at some point they'll crack, but uh, how long, how sustained do you think the players will, will stand strong? It certainly sounds like right now, March 1st, big deal. They don't want to be in spring training anyway. Uh, you know, is that going to sustain into April, May, June? think they should hold out until they get a little bit more of what they want. I mean, at the end of the day, they're the one that's, entertaining us and making money for these billionaires. So, I mean, sit out as long as you need. I'm going to miss baseball, but I prefer them getting more of what they want since they are the people actually playing the sport. So I'm really looking forward to May 1st, 2025, when we do get a season. (laughs) But good for them. Stick it out. (laughs) The window might still be open. It's going to be open this big. <laughs> I just encourage people to look at like Max Scherzer's face, like his like his eyes, his two eye his eye colors, mm-hmm. I should say, and not think that that man will stick it out as long as possible. And uh, it, he scares me in a positive way. But with the younger players, kind of like the Mike Trout, they kind of want to go with the like go with the grain and be like. I'm going to please you no matter what. But guys like Lucas Giolito, who will call out people that are bullies and ter- like not good people, I can see him being stubborn and st- sticking with it. And just st- very specific players are just like, come on, get over it. Like you guys have X amount of money. We put, per- we put on a show to get you guys more money give us what we want. Yeah. So I just, I want people to look at different players and go, that man will stick it out until May 1st, 2025. It's, it's not insignificant, Delia, that the guy with the most to lose this season is perhaps the most hawkish in terms of standing firm. And you're seeing so much sentiment, obviously from the higher, higher salary players saying we're really in this significantly for, not exclusively, but significantly for getting the younger guys paid quicker more substantially and again that could just be uh, uh smoke but it does not seem like it especially when scherzer who's like losing a million dollars an hour at this point uh is the guy who's really holding out strongest at some point 
field table of Southside Sox experts. Does it make sense for the players understanding why the association wanted to keep mediation out of this because it's like, we're here, just talk to us, you clowns. Don't try to play your games. At this point, or at some point soon, does it make sense to bring mediation in? Because it seems very clear they cannot tug ownership past, what, 10% less than what they want? Some token amount. Right now, if you stop with the best deal the ownership has given, it's it's significantly worse, I would say, to my eyes, than even what the the just-expired CBA is. So they've already lost ground. Does it make sense to bring in mediation at any point soon? I think if the players continue to negotiate in good faith, and it seems that they have, um, I it seems like the general consensus both here and without throughout the baseball community is that owners have not held up their end of it. Um, I mean, it's a complex process certainly but looking at it from you know that perspective where you know the players and the players association um has been you know holding up their their end of the negotiating process i I think that mediation is beginning to slowly look like a more and more viable path for them going forward Somebody's got to get these guys to behave. Ownership clearly plays, feels they can play by this different set of rules. They haven't lost, like since Messersmith, they haven't lost in, in, in most fans' lifetimes. Uh, so why give in now? Why not continue to pull uh, tug even harder? Because eventually these guys will give in because they're not billionaires. They're just millionaires, right? Uh, wink, wink. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it would seem to me that somebody intervening uh, might make some sense because, you know, Scherzer's are scary. I mean, I'm sure he just scares most of the guys on the other side of the table. Let's face it. You know, he's drinking the two coffee pots, whatever, you know, decaf, just a little decaf, but, but full on. Uh, let's uh, talk about when a season might start. Let's be hopeful. Um, I'm on record saying I've changed my, I've changed my guests to uh, Crystal and Colleen's uh, birthdays. Uh, not quite the first day of uh, summer, but I had a very dour take. Everyone else has been much more positive. Uh, quick takes around where we think uh, season may start at this point, looking pretty bleak. I'm a glass half empty kind of girl. Um, as I said, May 1st, 2020, 2025. <laughs> yeah, you make me a Santa Claus now. Yeah, okay. I would like birthday baseball though. So if they could speed this up, Okay. June 19th. Perfect day. <laughs> it's it, those are close. So yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, anyone a little more hopeful than that? So sort of, um, I'm going to pick, it's going to, so my birthday is in late April and I had planned to spend it at the park. So because there is a rule in the universe universe that I'm not allowed to have nice baseball things, I think the season will start like, right after like let's go like may 1st just just to stick it to me because that's what happens <laughs> um i'll say i'll be optimistic i'll say may 1st okay let me just jump in and say uh, this is a good time because i believe you might even come close to sharing a birthday with our labor beat reporter who was not able to be with us christina uh erdo uh she did great work for us uh i think she had another commitment i think that commitment sleep because she hasn't been sleeping doing this for the last 10 days or so of course neither have i so here's news for you if you're watching or if you're not. This is just Brett AI. It's strange that he's not any better looking or any more clever, but this is just the AI because of the real Brett. Uh, he's sleeping. Okay, rest of you, uh, 
guesses good vibes just a good vibes there so somewhere maybe in between uh, late april and 2025 <laughs> yeah the uh the WNBA season starts on may 6th and that has been my my over underline for for most of the winter uh i almost wonder if there's going to be a point where there, you know the possibility still exists that you know if the owners lift the lockout they could play under the terms of the previous CBA until a new one is negotiated. I have to wonder if, I mean, they're operating in such bad faith and the offer for mediation, uh, it's hard. It's been hard to read those as anything more than a PR stunt. They're, they're coming from such an unreasonable place. It's hard to think that they would actually want mediation. So if the players do hold their line, it wouldn't surprise me if once it gets to a point where, you know, the owners start, they don't want to pay the players, but you know, they complain so much about all that missing revenue in 2020. I do wonder if there's a point where from a PR standpoint, it makes sense for them to just lift the lockout and let us play. If that happens, maybe even without a deal, we're looking at sometime in early May, late April. I'm not a labor lawyer. I don't, I don't freaking know what they're going to do, but you know, maybe it's, there's so much money to be lost. There's a part of me that still thinks it's really hard to see this extending into like June. Uh, so that's why I'm keeping it early May, but I don't say that with any kind of surety. Zach, you're better than a labor lawyer. You're a Southside Sox expert. Come on. Jeez. All right. Uh, okay. Other guesses. I'll be somewhat cautiously optimistic. I'll say anywhere between May 8th because uh, that's by baccalaureate math from Loyola uh, and June 23rd because that's my half birthday and I don't get baseball in December December at all and so I, I hope somewhere I definitely say before 4th so before okay. the 4th of July because okay. it it's just my vibe I, there's going to be baseball before July 4th Okay. D- Delia points to the stars and figures out her date. Okay, Joe, I'm going right to you because I, I want to see if, if you're going to break down. I want to see a tear. Uh, is it is it a dour assessment from you? Or are you pretty hopeful that you're going to get some socks math this year? I'm probably the least dour person, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's still not great. You know, I'm early, a couple podcasts ago, I, I said April 15th. I, I can't stick with that. I'll go with April 26th, though. I, it feels like some random Tuesday night game against Kansas City. It, it just seems right for this prediction. <laughs> and from the timing standpoint, I, I think it could happen that soon. Like, um, yeah, like they, they made, right? They, they, they made some progress these past couple of days once they actually started, you know, having serious meetings. And yeah, I, I think they could get something done and get um, actual games started by the the end of April. I'll go April 26th now. Yeah, no matter how many games get canceled, Joe, the, the White Sox will still play Kansas City 35 times this year. They will not miss it. They'll play more games against Kansas City with canceled games. Uh, Tyrone, what are you thinking? I I don't know. I think I still lean, I lean towards late April, early May, just because I feel like none of the like players' asks are like changing any sort of the like main systems so I feel like at some point I unfortunately see them just kind of giving in because I think unless they're willing to like threaten to miss the playoffs I don't think they're going to get a ton more out of this and I think I don't know if they're I would love it if they're like screw it we're just going to stay out until you know until you remove the competitive balance tax and give us free agency after you know four years or something I would love it if they did that but I think I see it more like at some point they're just going to realize we're we don't want to do that so 
we'll take a lesser offer. So I feel like probably, yeah, end of April. Tommy, what's it going to be? I, I, I feel so awful now. Um, next to Crystal, I think mine is the latest. I'm, I'm thinking July 1st. That's kind of what I had in my head from the beginning is that I don't see this going anywhere. And I think that, you know, you have players that do esports, you got players that do their own stuff on the side. I really see this as a number of players using it as their opportunity to kind of make their own platform, do their own thing. And eventually there will be added pressure from external forces again similar to 1994 where it's like all right you guys need to figure this out and i i think it'll end up being another uh shortened sprint of the season all right well south side south uh fans readers listeners uh let's just be straight here okay worst case scenario we're still giving you stuff we've been giving you stuff all off season what are you complaining about it's probably been better stuff than what you would have gotten uh some Hobo, the White Sox sign for right field. Come on. Uh, we got uh, our top prospect uh, uh, polls. We got uh, our, our number, our 100 top prospects. We are going to have some sort of game coverage. Yes, we will. Yeah, it might be Chicago Dogs. It might be Charlotte Knights. Uh, we're going to have all our minor league coverage we always have. Uh, come the start of spring training for the minor leaguers, uh, which is uh, March 7th, we're going to be having daily reports. Uh, there are going to be a couple of tricks up our sleeves alluded to by uh, Good Vibes there. Apparently, uh, you know, set Twitter aflame uh, about uh, all the speculation about how Southside Sox may have some sort of uh, league play. Uh, we got uh, Keelan Ballou who's going to be doing some sort of uh, Q&A kind of stuff with, uh, with some labor people out there. There's going to give you a little different wrinkle than what Christine's been doing for us on the labor front. So we got a ton of stuff. More than you know what to do with. You don't know what to do with all the stuff we give you. We're probably going to give you more, even if the White Sox aren't playing. But let's hope they are. Let's hope it's closer to late April than 2025. <laughs> Although, if Crystal nails it, uh-oh, she'll be our next president, and it would not be a bad thing. Uh, hey, listen, thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll be doing more podcasts, too. And who knows if, if there are more ghoulish podcasts, like more wakes, maybe we'll get a big turnout like this once again. Uh, loved having all of you with me. Uh, Thanks for joining. Uh, Let's do it again real soon, please.